Time to get in the huddle with the Broncos Radio Network's Mike Rice on the team. And our conversation with Mike Rice brought to you by Gallagher's Flooring and Modern Classic Motors. Mike Rice joins us. Good morning, Mike. How are you? I'm well, Jim. Good morning to you guys. How are you doing? Doing okay. Find a little bit of a cold thing today, but uh, yeah. you know, I'm trying to, you know, like every, everybody's been dealing with that, right? The last, <laughs> seems like, I don't know, three years, two years, whatever. Uh, been dealing with some kind of flu, COVID, something. Anyway, Mike, um, yesterday, uh, Nathaniel Hackett talked about facing Kansas City. Justin Simmons did that as well. And and Justin Simmons, you know, the, the point that he made was that, yeah, okay, it's it's been a difficult season. The Broncos are on a four-game losing streak. But what a, a, a change in the direction of this football team, uh, you know, what, how, how remarkable that could be if they can end this 13-game losing streak to Kansas City Sunday. Odds are against them. They're a nine-point underdog at home against the league's best offense. But in the case of the Broncos, they can find a way to to get this win Sunday. It doesn't mean that all of a sudden they're going to be a playoff team, but it could start to change the direction of, of this football team for Nathaniel Hackett. I agree with that, but the problem is, have we seen any evidence yeah. that the Broncos are, have any any real hope to get it done? Now, we all know. You never know what happens on any given Sunday in the NFL. I mean, stranger things have happened, but this would be pretty strange. I think we could all admit that if the Broncos find a way to beat the Chiefs, that it would it will have been a different kind of day. I, I mean, think of this, Jim. The Broncos are averaging 13.8 points per game. Do, do you realistically see them scoring 24 all of a sudden? I no. mean, it's possible, yes. But we've seen no indication that they're anywhere close. I did... I did think that the types of plays they ran, a little more boot, a little more under center for Russell Wilson in the last game against Baltimore, heavy more commitment to the run, were all good signs because that's the kind of offense that Russell Wilson needs to run, not a drop back and throw it 45 times. But, I mean, Kansas City's defense isn't exactly horrible, and the Broncos' offense, well, has been. I I mean, I, I think this is easy money if you're a better to take, to take the you know lay the points and you know think Kansas City's going to win by ten. As I say that, you know I'm probably locking it in for the Broncos to not only cover but find a way to win. Right. Right. Well, yes, yeah, it seems like how those things work out sometimes. Uh, Mike Rice, eight fifty KOA Broncos Radio Network, with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett referenced Albert Okuwegbunam, so we could have a maybe a an Okuwegbunam sighting this Sunday because. He's been a healthy scratch now the last several football games, but it sounds like there's going to be a chance we might see him on the field Sunday with Greg Dolchich. Yeah, I just don't understand. Even if I don't understand why they haven't played him, I got to be honest. I mean, at this point, and even two weeks ago, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, you're sliding down the hill at breakneck speed, and he's a pretty good athlete. Now, he might not be interested in blocking. I don't know what the exact issues are, but. You know, there was another tight end that wasn't interested in blocking. His name was Julius Thomas. Now, eventually they let him walk in free agency, but he still found a way to contribute. And when you're looking for answers offensively, why are you benching a guy with that kind of ability? Again, I don't know what went on behind the scenes. Maybe it's completely justified, but i got to say it's more than a little curious uh, when – when your receivers are dropping like flies and you have at any given time in most games, three of your top four receivers out, 
for substantial lengths of time. So I hope we do see him. I hope he can make a difference. And if they decide to move on from him in the offseason, so be it. Uh, but they need somebody to step up and provide a spark offensively. Well, another, you referenced the the receivers the Broncos have lost this season, and Cortland Sutton injured his hamstring in the Baltimore game. And Nathaniel Hackett said yesterday, Mike, highly unlikely he's going to play. And that he's been, you know, well, there's been games that Cortland's kind of disappeared a little bit. He probably has been their their most consistent receiver throughout the course of this this campaign. Well, up until now, he's been, of the top guys, he's been the most available, right? Judy had the injury early in the year, and now this most recent one. Hamler is just completely unreliable because of injury, and unfortunately we all know what happened to Patrick in the, in training camp. So, yeah, I, I, I was, I, I'm a little surprised that, that Cortland is going to be able to go. I suppose we'll see how effective he is come Sunday, but hopefully he is because I mean, let's face it, Jim, you know, Russell Wilson has not played well. We all know that. But he's also not had anything close to his full complement of weapons. And that affects a quarterback. Just like not ha- I mean, having a patchwork offensive line with second and third teamers affects a quarterback negatively. You know, not having your dogs, so to speak, at receiver and in the backfield. I mean, the Broncos are going with two practice squad running backs, three if you count a Zigbo. Uh, and and it's just it's tough to average, you know, plus twenty points per game when you're playing those kind of guys behind a line that is basically held together by bailing wire and duct tape. We talked with uh, Mile High Sports Radio's Cody Rourke about this yesterday, Mike. The, the report out that Jay Keep, the the personal quarterback coach for, uh, for for Russell Wilson, former BYU quarterback, and he was on the on the roster with uh, with Russ when they were uh, together in Seattle, that that he's creating some kind of problem with the Broncos coaching staff and and and, and interfering. And Cody's like, this is a it's a bunch of you know malarkey. That's not the case at all. He's not involved in any of those those meetings with the you know with Clint Kubiak and Nathaniel Hackett and Justin Outen. That that's that, that's a ridiculous thing. Here's here's where we are now. We're throwing we're Jay Keep. We're, we're blaming a guy that's a quarterback coach russ's guy for for some of these problems it's it's like blaming the defense now for for losing at baltimore it's it's all of a sudden it's let's blame other things that really in the in the case of jay keep have nothing to do with why the why russ has struggled and why there's the problems with this football team right now i agree and and this is what happens when you lose jim everything like this becomes an issue and really they're not an issue because if if people were truly concerned, then when they traded for Russell Wilson, it would have been like, oh, you have your own quarterback coach? That could be an issue. I will say that the fact that it came out very early after the trade that Russ was going to have his office in in the Broncos' headquarters building, some people pointed to that and said, uh-huh, that's an interesting one. So that would be a much more legitimate item, if you will, than, than J- what Jay Keep is doing or not doing. Uh, Jay Keep isn't out on the field trying to play like Russell Wilson has normally played. I think it's more about, it's very clear that he cannot run the Hackett offense with any kind of um, consistency, consistent production. And, and I think it points to the fact that, and that doesn't mean he can't be a successful quarterback for the Broncos, but 
I think you got to get him under center more. I think you got to be committed to the run. I think you got to set up play pass. And I think you got to boot him out and let him use his skills a little bit because he still can run. It's not as if he's Tom Brady out there trying to be mobile. So I think it's more of those things than it is you know, whatever Jay Keep might be saying or not saying. Yeah, exactly. And and, and I, th- I think that still I think there's some validity to Hackett got hired in the hope that Aaron Rodgers would come to Denver because it certainly seems like that, that this offense was – more tailored to what Rodgers likes to do and and not tailored to what Russell Wilson likes to do. It's like, oh, if, if it worked for Aaron, you know, they're both mobile guys, it'll work for us. And it just hasn't worked out at all. And they keep tweaking it. You mentioned the, you know, the the, the 13 personnel, the three tight ends, they, they, you know, formations they came out with last week against Baltimore. You know, the offense under Clint Kubiak now as a play caller has actually gotten worse or certainly not improved dramatically. But, I mean, there's some scheme things like you mentioned. I think putting Russ under center more, more of a commitment to run, those are positives that have been going on with, with Clint Kubiak as the, as the play caller. But, yeah, I, I just think that, you know, now we're, you know, we're, we're blaming the defense. That it's their fault that, that, Denver, <laughs> that Denver didn't win in Baltimore, which I just find ridiculous. Okay, yeah, they gave up a 91-yard drive to Tyler Huntley. But, but come on, they lost 10-9. to that's, that's on the offense. So, so now it's Kansas City, Mike, with the – well, that that guy named Patrick Mahomes that uh, yeah. loves beating the Broncos and the, the top offense in the league, and I just think this is boy, it's going to be tough for the Broncos to hang in uh, in this one on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, if the if the Broncos had to be perfect to almost beat Baltimore, what do they have to be defensively? What yeah. do they have to be against Kansas City? I mean, they have to be miraculously playing out of their minds. And, I mean, it just doesn't happen that way, typically. And you have to get some kind of help from your offense, not only in terms of points, but even in just in terms of sustaining some drives to keep Mahomes off the field. I mean, if the offense does what it normally does. I mean, the Broncos were 2 of 12 on third down against the Ravens. Think of it this way, Jim. They scored with 28 seconds left. If the Broncos convert two or three of those third downs, they win the game just yeah. based on the fact that they eat up more time. Yeah. And the Ravens have less time. So, Look, again, you go out and play the game and you try and devise a game plan that you think can can beat a team. But anybody looking at this just from the outside, if the Broncos were to win, uh, then it takes something that you're not expecting. And I'm not I don't want to speak an injury over a certain quarterback wearing red, but something like that where you just go, but even a, an injury to Lamar Jackson couldn't help the Broncos. Exactly. So, you know, look, you know, let's hope they're able to keep it relatively close. Uh, And if they do and it's a one possession game or a 10 point game in the fourth quarter, you know, maybe you get a turnover, quick score on site. I mean, stranger things have happened, but somehow, some way the Broncos have to prevent this from getting completely out of hand in front of the home crowd.